0: I know you're the reason this this failed, because I heard things. You told us you were on board. You said you you would you're willing to make this happen, and your actions said something totally different.
1: Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we're so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. So I had a, uh, a fun training this week, Matt. I was um, just all on accountability. And one of the, the elements that we were teaching in that was to create a model accountability can be kind of a scary word for some people. Some people really reject it, kind of like the word feedback. And what we did with that, create basically a model to take it from, you know, the the concept of it or the ideology of accountability to being able to execute it. And so what we did basically is to start with, um, you know, we're going to scope out what the work is. Everybody's very clear on what we're trying to do, how it aligns with our purpose, our vision. Uh, aligns with our values. Who do we have that, that's available to do it? Uh, who do we need? How would we clear schedule? So you're scoping everything out. Mm-hmm. Then you're moving into <clears throat> the next stage, which is so vital, which is agree and commit. And that's where we get real clear about what we're trying to accomplish. And so I'm going to ask you, if, if you report to me, I'm gonna, or, or I'm the project manager on this particular uh, project, Matt, is there anything that you anticipate that that could take you off course. Uh do you have any extra questions for me? Is there anything that that you see that might get in the way of you being able to get this done? And as long as you're like, nope, we're good to go. All right, cool. And we're doing that around the room. So there's five people or 50 people on it. This is that that step needs to happen. Agree and commit. And then you move into the action you're starting now. And so the next stage is you're going to evaluate where are we at. And that evaluates isn't like at the midpoint or, I mean, it's going to happen at multiple stages along the way, depending on the size and scale of the project. And you're in in the evaluate stage. You're, you're basically determining we're either going to not do this and and we move into like the incomplete or we're going to like, no, we're on target. Everything's moving. This is good. And we're going to get it done. Mm -hmm. So at the incomplete stage, something happened. It could be an external factor that we didn't anticipate something major happened, there was a big shift in the market, a customer change, something that took us off the project. Sure. But what you have to do after that is go into what do we, why didn't that work, right? So did we fail to set any context? Did we fail to miss something? What could we have done better? And then you kind of come back up to the beginning and you redefine the scope and you go at it again. The same thing is true though, after you, when you're doing the evaluation and you figure out, Man, yeah, we're on target. We're crushing this, we're, we're gonna make it there. You get to like the completion side. So high fives all around, well done. And that's the next stage, that final stage, which is so huge when you're working on things, from an accountability standpoint is to appreciate, recognize, and learn. That's that's the final stage. Don't miss that stage, you guys, if you're listening to this and, you're, and you are leading projects because what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around the room, we're gonna give the kudos, again, the high fives, And then you're going to learn what went well. Why did this work well? Was it because we were extremely thorough? Was it because everybody understood exactly what the role was? Great. Or maybe there was something entirely different that we don't know about. And somebody else says, man, it it was so good because I was doing the thing that I'm gifted at doing. The fact that we cleared my schedule together ahead of time allowed me to have those extra eight hours To work on it because you're gonna ask the question like how do we do this in the future how can we apply that going forward what did we learn from this that will keep us in that success zone to me this is what we what we often fail to do in business we look at accountability almost always as reactive that it happened in the past we're gonna point a finger at hey great job matt you killed it crushed it that's good or we're gonna point a finger or a fail or a lost relationship or a damaged client relationship, something like that. We're gonna point a finger and go, why did this happen? And we're gonna really kind of come into an attack mode. That's a boss mindset versus a coaching mindset, which is, okay, what got in the way? How can we prevent this from happening again? If you do accountability that way, you're almost ensuring that you're gonna have success if you've done all the other steps, if you actually done, done the
0: homework and executed Yeah. There's a lot to unpack with that, (laughs) you know, like that was a five minute rant of like what what it was. Um, I love the agree and commit. Agree and commit. Um, It's, it's tough because in this setting, I have to agree and commit because if I don't, I'm going to be the only one that's not agreeing and committing. So it does hold me more accountable to it. It does put more, you know, you know, skin the game if I have to address something with an associate, and I, and I can say, hey, on this day, you agreed this was going to work. You had no questions. You committed to this, but we're missing something. So I think that that plays a role. Um, it's you know, obviously, I'm thinking of like the law, the buy-in too. Like, are they are they truly agreeing and committing because they're bought into what we're doing, or are they agreeing and committing because of the room and it's tough because you hire rock stars and you see great things in them and you want them to be awesome. And, you know, you, you give them all the tools they need to be successful and they're just, they agree they're committed, kinda, but they're just not bought in yet. And, you know, as a leader, your job is to get them to buy in, you know, like with David, David got me to buy in that I wanted to do this. And I wanted to do it at a high level. And I wanted to do this until I retired kind of thing. I think you have those associates that could be on the fence Mm. and they're in that room. They're like, you put them in a leadership role or, you know, whatever that, that role looks like for them. And they're one of the buyers in their areas and you've showed them how awesome that this could be. But until they truly like buy in and say, I want that, they're never going to truly agree and commit. It's engagement, right?
1: It it really truly is what we're talking about, but it's the accountability around it that kind of ensures that we're still going to have success, even if we have, and you will have differing levels of engagement into what's going on. Engagement in the job, engagement in the company, whatever it is, you know? So, so the, the importance there of, of agreeing is, is that we look around and we say, okay, are you in? And it's, and it's not just like, to rally the troops and we're not just going to go in, okay, on three break, you know, it's not just that it's, it's the agreement that we're going out to set a, uh, to set a standard almost, and we're going to pursue this goal because our competition is forcing us to, or our competition is is strong, and so we've got to stay in the lead. This is so important to us. Can we agree on that? So here's why we're going to set a standard around what we're going to get done here. We're going to do this at a max level, uh, or we're going to shoot for excellence. Like that. That to me is always the goal. Like let's shoot for excellence. And if you don't have accountability around excellence, I, I I've been saying it this way, culture, mm-hmm. culture is performance, excellence, performance, excellence equals culture. This is the tone about how we want to get things done. And, and then I would make the case that you can't have a high performing workplace culture in the absence of high accountability.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think of, you know, the, a green commit is a closed door leadership staff meeting. Like you have your, your best of the best, truly committed, all bought in working for the, the end goal. There's no issues there. Like every, you know, for a fact, when you look around that table, there is plenty of people that are like, I'm, 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 I'm committed. I'm going to do mm-hmm. this now. It's my job. If it then trickles down to people that I supervise that will play a role in our success too. I got to find a way to get them to agree and commit to like, it's great if this leadership team has a, the vision and like sees how this is going to work. But if the, the true worker bees that are going to make it happen, aren't agreeing and committing the best plan on paper is going to be the best plan on paper, but it's never going to get executed very well.
1: You know, when we think about the agree and commit, if you're in that closed leadership meeting, hopefully one element of that culture then is that we can be very open and honest. Oh, you have to be. Okay, and I'm going to say something in this room today, and I might be the one out of the 12. So there's 11 people looking at me, and I'm the one going, guys, in a way, I think this violates our core values. Maybe I need to say something like that. And that's where where the other 11 look at you like, they're either going to say, shut up, you don't have a clue what you're talking about, or you're not engaged, you're not bought in, or those 11 are going to go like, uh, tell me more. Like, what are you seeing that? we I don't see it that way at all. So you're having some healthy conflict in there. And that's the key to it is it got to be healthy. Cause if it's unhealthy conflict, then we're going to look at it. We're going to dismiss that. We're going to say, may you, you're always looking at it. You're out in left field. Just get on board with this Mm -hmm. versus, okay. What is it that you're seeing? Like if you're in this room, we should listen to you. And yeah, I know we set up for a 30 minute meeting to, to go on this, but if it takes us 90 minutes today to work through this, that's probably a good extra hour spent. So what we got to do at that point is be able to have a culture where we can be open and honest with each other in those rooms. And it's like I think of it almost like a war room oh, for sure, because you're going to have heated moments because the more people are engaged, the more passionate they are, the more they're going to want to fight for what's right and if they go no this isn't right this is violating something important to me i need you to understand that and need to be able to explain it the other people have to be able to listen to that and either like say listen i can appreciate where you're coming from but i think you're misinterpreting it yeah and they re-explain it in a different way somebody else says it in a different way and i'm like oh sorry (laughs) <laughs> you know, sure, but and, and then you move on and you and you concede. So, but there, when you break from that room, here's the thing:
0: hundred percent buy-in. Well, it goes back to, do we all, based on what we just talked about, I, I concede, Jim, you're not truly there yet. Yep. But when we leave this door, I need you to agree and commit yes. here and make this work. And if you if you are the right person on the team, then you're going to go. Yep, I, I'm I'm there now. Yeah. The wrong person says, "I'm yeah, I'm there." But when it it's wrong, I told mm. you so.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and, then, yeah.
0: and then they're not agreeing and
1: committing, or it's even a little bit more malicious than that, and they're not doing what they committed to doing, or they're even they're finding ways to sabotage it. Yes, them. exactly. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they cut I, corners. I think, I think they that. they rally some other somebody
0: else around it to go like. Oh, I, this I think you have bullshit. that on awesome leadership teams. Yeah, you know because they're not truly really bought into it they they don't it's change maybe sometimes and they go yeah uh, yeah I'll I'll be on board with this but I'm going to find every way to sabotage this mm. i'm going to have you know meetings after meetings saying like this is never going to work guys so here's what we're going to do we're it's keep doing text. our thing yeah it's i mean the it's a little communication ways. Is, and, yeah. it, and that sucks i mean cuz yeah. like if the team decides this is the way we're going to go this is the direction we want to head here's how we need to make this work. And there's some voices that aren't, aren't there yet. If those voices carry any weight at all, they're going to sabotage it mm-hmm. and they're going to get other people to buy in because there's going to be more than just them that go. Yeah, man, why are we doing this? Like this, things are good right now. Mm-hmm. Well, things could be great if we do it this way, but you know, it's never going to work. So let's, let's just, let's just do it our way. And then you, you don't wonder why it failed. You know why it failed because you all agreed and committed, but no one truly. Well, pockets agreed and committed. Right. N- not everybody agreed right. and committed, so I think that's tough. And that's where, um, as a leader, if you know, if you know it's Jim, and it failed, I'm pulling you in and saying, I know you're the reason this this failed because I heard things you told us you were on board. You said you you would you're willing to make this happen. And your actions said something totally different. It's a real interesting scenario you just pointed out there because that would have been like
1: after it. Oh, we, for sure. We like, didn't hit it. And then you hear it. Yeah, Because because then I would, if I'm the leader that was only hearing it after the fact, I would look at myself and go, why was why I? More didn't, didn't they tell it? me? Yeah. What did I fail to do? Was
0: I not approachable? Was I too busy? What is it? Why didn't I know about sure. this ahead of time? And, you know, like to be fair too, I would hope since you are, you are a good leader and you are in, involved and you are engaged with the crew. When you hear kind of some grumblings, mm-hmm. you go right to the source yeah. and say, Hey, here's the deal. I just overheard an associate in the back room talking about this and how we're not going to make this work. When we left that meeting this morning, we were all hands in we're, we were doing this. What, what was the disconnect? And then you see the, well, uh, uh, uh yeah, you screwed up. Let's yeah. get, let's fix this. That's a bigger problem. You know? Um,
1: if you really want to amplify the problem, that leader avoids that conversation.
0: It, it oh, does. And boy. then it causes so many problems down the road. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it makes it even it even worse because everything that you didn't want to happen is now happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the snowball effect. You know, it just starts off as a little rock rolling down the hill and the rock collects snow. And now before you know it, this huge boulder of snows running through your community, you could have stopped it. You could have squashed it early on and you try like at the staff meeting. You say, okay, when this door opens up and we leave, we're all hands in, we're making this work. And everybody goes, yep, I got it. Yes. And then literally 30 seconds after that first conversation, after the staff meeting, the small staff meeting, the pebble starts to roll and it's like, okay, is this rolling in a good direction where it's going to miss our community? and We're going to be fine. Or is it coming right towards us? You think
1: about breaking from that room And then the individual leaders, you know, maybe their department leaders, whatever it is, they're going back to their team. Now they have to be prepped. They have to be ready for the team to go and ask them the hard questions because there might be people on the team that go, why are we doing this? That doesn't make any sense. We were going this direction. Now it seems like it's a 180. We're going this direction. That leader then has to be able to to respond to that too. Oh,
0: and it's tough when you have, say you have 18 different leaders that are in charge of their own little branches of you know the, the store or the business. Mm-hmm. Now you hope that the message that was delivered in staff will be the same message that is delivered to those smaller pockets. And there's only one way to, to be sure is if you're the one that's delivering that message to one, to the entire store at one time because yes. you, you know what was said. But when I tell you something, we talked about keeping it simple earlier. Yeah. If I overcomplicate things, you're gonna miss things when you go talk to your people about it. But if I just keep it simple and go, okay, here are the five things we have to, we're gonna, we're gonna work on, we're gonna change. If you're a good leader, you can, you can lead those five things, and people will understand what those five things are. Mm-hmm. But if we overcomplicate things, you may miss something, and then you have someone that goes, well, I don't remember us even talking about doing that. Right. Oh yeah, I, I kind of missed that one, didn't I? That's on me as the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's tough because especially when it requires an all store thing and we need all hands on deck for this. You want to, you want to have one meeting with 280 associates so you can deliver one message to the entire store. That can't happen. Right. You can't get everybody here at the same time. Right. So now you have to rely on your leadership team to take that one message and then tell it basically 280 times to people to get them all on board. Yeah. Yeah is there any chance that's going to get missed and screwed up? Yes. Like the chances of that happening are very, very high because life's going to happen. You know, you're going to forget to talk to a key area because you're mm-hmm. focusing on something else. And then they're they're mad because they weren't involved with it. And it just, this directly reflects or, you know, is part of their, their business. So many things can, you know, transpire because of this. But I I do love the, uh, you know, we're going to agree to this. We're gonna go after it. And the agreeing commit that trickles
1: into those smaller meetings. Yeah. You're you're essentially seeking the same thing, which is consensus. You're seeking buy-in. You're seeking, you're seeking all of that. Like when you break from that meeting, it's the high fives and and fist bumps again, right? That's what you're looking for. Yeah.
0: It's one of the toughest things because I can look at you and you can say, Yep, I'm on board. But I can tell you're not on board because of how you said it. You know, like if you smile and go, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm on board. Let's make this happen. Awesome. I can see you're on my my team. Mm -hmm. But if you look at me and you kind of, I'm on board, you know, and like I can tell there's still fire behind there. No, you're not. Let's figure out where the hang up still is and figure it out.
1: And again, I think that comes back to a culture of like when we talk about hiring culture fit, you know, which can be a, I don't know, some people don't like that phrase, but here's what it is, is will you speak up? Like, yeah. that's part of what we want here. And you have to embody what that means to to allow somebody to speak up. Because if you spoke up in the past and somebody told you you were wrong and that you should shut up and you shouldn't say things like that because that's not what we do here,
0: yeah.
1: oh Yeah. well, you're not really living out your values at that point. And that's a massive problem.
0: You, that That is a whole different a topic whole for a whole different day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you want you want new leaders to have an opinion and have a voice um but you know it's some you know to play both sides sometimes those new new leaders don't have those life experiences yet right. to truly have a voice right so you know you can have a new leader pipe up and say something and because it's so you know left field it could completely stop the whole momentum of the of the the meeting yeah so i think you have like there's a time and a place um you know i always when I talked with people about things and you know, if you're going to go to meetings and you're going to either present or you're going to, you know, be involved, make sure that when something comes out of your mouth, it's impactful. Mm -hmm. Like don't just talk to hear your own voice or or be that, that guy or that gal. Like if you have a question ask, because I guarantee you someone else has that same question. But if you're just talking just to talk, make sure that when something comes out, it's profound, you know, (laughs) like it's, so it's not just like a, I'm just going to say this and see what everybody thinks. Like, I think this could be very impactful. This is what I'm thinking, and then say it. As a as a new leader, that's a really valuable lesson to learn. Because
1: let's say it's a it's a 45 minute meeting, or maybe let's let's make it easier. Let's say it's a 60 minute meeting. You're done in 45, but we had it on the, on the calendar. We're supposed to be here for the minute. Yeah, I feel like I left something on the table. So you start filling. Yeah, and it, to your point, Matt, it's so so good that you said that. You just. You just need to know when it's finished and go, Hey, we're break. Or to be able to say, all right, what questions do you have? If nobody's got any questions, good. End the meeting 15 minutes. Well, I think
0: you you can call on people too and make sure like if, if I'm leading a meeting and we're, we're, we're going to do something together and I can just kind of observe body language and things that are going on. I can say, Hey Jim, so what do you, where's your head at right now? What are you thinking? Because, I can, I, I feel you're disconnected. I feel you're not truly really bought in yet. And then it will force you to say something. Now you may say, yep, I'm, I'm good to go. Okay. I know I need to follow up with Jim because he's not, he's not going to yep. be good to go. Yep. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you have to, if you're a part of a leadership team, it is your responsibility to say something, you know, right or wrong, you know, good or bad. Like you have to, because it, it may it may bring something out that helps with it being better or yeah, that's, we didn't think about that.
1: We got to fix this. And you, so you have to have that high degree of awareness yeah. and then you have to make sure that you create availability to go meet with people. You can't make it happen if you're too busy. Yeah, That's the challenge. Yep. If you see something, you have to
0: say something. Yeah. 100%. Oh. <laughs> we use that all the time. I hate that stupid airport <laughs> analogy thing, but you it, it, it's so, it's so true. Like if, if you see something that needs to be fixed, you got to say something about it. You can't mm-hmm. just let it, let it go. You know, like, um, I think David made a comment. Once you, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Like you have to fix it. That's true. You know? So if you walk by that end cap and it's destroyed, fix it and move on. Like, don't just keep walking you by walk it. You walk
1: past it, you see it. And you continue walking past it. You're becoming. Like, I taught of the my problem. kids. Yep. I taught my kids. You own it now. Yeah. It's your problem to fix yeah. now. Yeah. You kick that empty can uh, on the sidewalk. Uh oh. You better pick that one up. Yep. Yep. You own it. All right. I'm Matt. And I'm Jim. Right. We'll see you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Twenty One Twenty Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Jim and Matt, and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained. Or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve. Then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.